There are not one, but two investigations into the Ford administration and its handling of the Green Belt. And I think it's important that we differentiate between these two investigations. But here to comment on it, and uh, this was one of the reasons why the investigations have been launched. It was a, a written affidavit, effectively, or a written document with uh, considerable amounts of referencing uh, that was supplied by Merritt Stiles to the Integrity Minister and to the Auditor General, and Marit Stiles joins us. Good morning, nice to have you. Good morning, it's great to be here. Can I just quickly inquire as to what is your status? Can I call you the NDP leader or are you the designated NDP leader? Uh, well, yeah, designated sounds good, I like that. Um, yeah, there's a process underway, the party constitution says we have to have a vote that just to kind of confirm uh, my leadership, but yeah, so hopefully by February 5th, it'll all be official, but I'm, uh, I'd say incoming, incoming leader of Ontario's official opposition, NDP. Okay, so let's talk about these two investigations, and we can start with the one which I think is a little less compelling or a little less incendiary, and that would be the Auditor General. Now, if I understand mm -hmm. correctly, and you can explain if I'm wrong about this, mm -hmm. this is an investigation to establish if the government got value for money. Uh, in terms of some land transactions that may have been affected after those transactions uh, that may have been affected by the Greenbelt decision. Am I correct? That's right. Um, there's two pieces to it, actually. And one is that, is the is the value for money piece, which is, you know, I think you can look at it a little bit broader than that, too, because the, the Auditor General will start broad. And then if they see, if she sees um, areas of particular interest or concern, she may narrow in in different areas, because she has a lot of scope. Um, but yeah, value for money is part of it. Did, did This is this is land that one could say is valuable, it's very valuable, probably $2 billion worth of land. Um, and it really does belong to the people of Ontario, you see. A lot of this land was transferred over many years. Why you know, Are we as a province actually getting, as Ontarians, value for our money in this sort of sell-off or the, the government now uh, granting permission to go ahead and develop parts of that land? So that's one piece of it. It is a little technical, but I think there's a lot of scope for her. And then the other piece is actually she is going to look at the environmental impact and the, the cost, if you will, of what that is to the people of this province. Then we get to the Integrity Commissioner, and we get into some dicey legal territory as we discuss this, but I'll let you uh, assume all the risk. Um, what, <laughs> what do you think happened here? Uh, what, what is it that you think that the Integrity Commissioner has to be looking at for? Right. Well, I think that there's, um, I'll say this. When we all in Ontario uh, learned in the fall the government was going to slice and dice the green belt after they'd, I'll remind everybody, promised many times, including during the election, that they weren't going to do that, and they weren't going to allow development on that, that precious environmental and agricultural land. Uh, when they made that decision, um, I think a lot of Ontarians thought, well, this, this smells a little fishy, because some people are going to make a lot of money off of that. And so you have to, make, you know, you draw the line. There's a lot of people who are donors to the Conservative Party who will stand to benefit uh, from this. And at the end of the day, you know, some very rich people are going to get much richer. Uh, and it, so there's some interesting questions, I would say, that deserve uh, an explanation. And uh, we put together quite a, a case, right? And the, the Integrity Commissioner 
I have to say, I think this is this is really significant that he's even making this inquiry because he doesn't he doesn't take these things lightly, right? So, so the fact that he's looking into it and that he's looking into the the role and decisions of the minister and um, I think this is very significant. By my understanding, there were about 175 pages in supporting documents, but in your own preliminary investigation, did you find anything resembling a smoking gun? <laughs> Well, I will. I will say it. I'll leave it again to the integrity commissioner. These are independent officers uh, and the auditor general to see what they find. But uh, I, I was happy that the integrity commissioner decided to do it. You're right. We put together quite a case. Uh, and and Mr. Wake, who's the integrity commissioner, even said, you know, there is there was direct evidence included. All of this is stuff that you know it's publicly available. We didn't, you know. But our research department is very good, and they did a lot of work here because you know what we Ontario are really concerned about this. And, and I'll be honest with you, you know, we're going to use every tool we have in the toolkit to try to stop the government from going in this direction. Um, and we're actually hoping as well that, you know, that they'll, they'll stall their plans in the meantime. Okay. I mean, let me ask you flat out then, do you believe or are you asserting that there was some degree of, I guess, what we could call insider trading? I really, I can't speculate, you know, those are, those are things you don't want to step into, um, uh, lightly, um, but I again, I'm going to say I think something smells bad out there, and it smells pretty fishy. And I think Ontarians deserve answers. But I'm going to leave it up to the independent officers, the Auditor General and the Integrity Commissioner, to conduct their investigations. Uh, I think we'll find out some interesting things. I, I I hope that what this does more than anything is shine some light into some very dark corners. Um, Ontarians, I know, I've heard from thousands and thousands of Ontarians all across the province. You know, people who are very far away from the Green Belt, who are really concerned, because we know the Green Belt is really important in terms of mitigating the impacts of climate change. So things like flooding, um, for example, and that's why we protected this land, but also agricultural land, some of the most important agricultural land in our province. This is the land that's supposed to feed people. And I think there's a lot of questions around why the government is developing in those areas when there's still lots of other land that municipalities around the province have designated for development and that haven't even been touched yet. Thank you very much for this. Thank you.